Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Live from Turtle Lake. Nice. Okay. (laughs) This is Adele's mom, Valerie. And uh, we're here in Turtle Lake. Uh, We're going to do a little improv uh, podcast on the lake. Life on the lake. Her dad is here, too. Dave Atkinson, live. From Turtle Lake. Give me all your raw impressions, your thoughts, your words, your time. Welcome, everyone. This is a special edition of Raw Impressions, live from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, this week. Um, now, Grandpa, you saw Led Zeppelin. Is that yes. right? Tell Did us I about it. Like no. <laughs> Tell us about Led Zeppelin. That'll make, I mean, you know. I love Led Zeppelin, too. That will probably be uh, a major disappointment to your uh, listening fans. Um, I thought the concert was terrible. Um, I love this. This, Funny, uh, this is this is gold. <laughs> well, this is what people want to hear. What was it like? Well, what made it terrible, and where did you see yeah. them? Um, well, let me start the story with uh, Talk when I a was closer to the mic, living in the Twin Cities in 1969. Uh, their first album came out, and we liked it, but we actually thought it was uh, my friends and I thought it was rather retro. Because uh, <laughs> by then, what we thought was that folk rock was much more in style. And we liked uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and we liked the birds, and we liked uh, Jackson Brown and people like that. And uh, when Led Zeppelin came out, we thought, oh, man, here we go back to this hard rock again. So, again? Um, yeah. They seemed like they were, like a, it was retro to what? Like to. What what were you thinking like in they reference were going to going like, back to more like Deep Purple and uh, yeah. bands like that that uh, were very hard rock, mm-hmm. and that I wasn't I was fine to see them go. So uh, anyway, to me it was a kind of a step backwards. But uh, my girlfriend at that time uh, said, "Let's go see them because they're coming to the Guthrie, which was the big insight. Uh, everybody." wanted to perform at the Guthrie and everybody wanted to go there to see the latest bands. But I said to her, I don't want to go. I don't want to see this. They're too loud. They're too... (laughs) Anyway, I, as soon as I... And then I was going to Europe to go to school. And my school was in Amsterdam. And when I got there, I was thinking to myself, oh, why the hell didn't I go see Led Zeppelin? I should have... Oh, then I started listening to them more, and it's like, ah, oh, okay, they're pretty good. And so anyway, then when all of a sudden we saw a poster, and they were coming to Amsterdam. It was their first European tour, 
and they were performing at the Concertgebouw in uh, Amsterdam. It was kind of hip in those days to have the classical music hall be the venue for these rock bands. Yeah. So I said to one of my friends, let's let's go see Led Zeppelin. I didn't get to see him in the Twin Cities. Now I regret it. So she said, okay, I'll go. So we went, and it was so unbelievably loud, and everybody was smoking pot in there. And I'm not opposed to poking smoking pot, but uh, the air was just toxic. And <laughs> you could not tell one song from the other. It was just like a continual blare of noise. And about halfway through the show, we looked at each other, and I knew what she was thinking, and she knew what I was thinking. We said, let's get out of here. Mm. And we left in the middle wow. of the show. Wow, that's wild. Although we have, this makes us really sound square, but we have left in the middle of quite a few shows that yep. we thought were Whoa. too loud. Too loud. Too uh-huh. Loud, too loud. Yep. <coughs> Dinosaur <laughs> yep, Jr. So. <laughs> <laughs> Truth no, be told. I've, I've, I've been told I, we we have a we have a sound engineer that works for us who's a bit older older than us, younger than you. But he saw a lot of bands in the '60s, and he says that Dinosaur Junior is not the loudest band he's ever seen. He said Vanilla Fudge hmm. was the loudest band he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. So he's he. Uh, I think you're right. I think it was probably incredibly loud. You know, maybe they hadn't actually figured out like the sound system quite then. It might not have been as sophisticated. You know, now they have like all these electronics and things like that. They can measure the dB, right? Like maybe it, maybe it just was like they were just wailing away then. They didn't quite, you know, well, think and about I'll tell you, the, the effects. The fans and, definitely know. did not care. Mm. Uh, I mean, everybody else was totally. They seemed smoking to... and grooving to it, right. uh, so it was successful to them. Hmm. Uh, but, but also earplugs weren't really a thing then either, right? No. So that's no. also it. I mean, I think that, to be honest, earplugs have changed concert going mm-hmm. so much. I mean, because I there's concerts that I would not consider like loud, but I still would maybe want to have earplugs because it's just uncomfortable, you, you know, know the, through the, the speakers. The sound of uh, concerts uh, has changed. Um, I remember... This must be in the early 60s, uh, going downtown Minneapolis to a uh, club called Mr. Lucky's, I think it was, and listening to Bo Diddley. And, you know, he had his whole family there, by the way, just like you guys on tour, honest to God. And uh, Bo Diddley, every, you know, back in those days, it was kind of like being in the room with them, not big crowds, it was a club. And the music was not loud. Mm. You know, you were dancing, you were singing along, you were totally in the groove with Bo Diddley. Uh, And, you know, getting back to Woodstock, it was that way too. It was loud there. I mean, we, my brother and I were in a tent on the hill, and uh, we could hear the music playing from the tent. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to listen to. It wasn't know. assaulting you? Because no, like, the way you're describing that Led Zeppelin show, it's sort of like an assault like an, uh, like an, like yeah. for your ears. You know, it's hurting you, right? It, so you can't enjoy it. Right. And, you know? and Pretty much all of my senses. And actually, David's <laughs> right about that. We've, we've left some pretty big concerts because um, I, I don't like the feeling of, of the bass when it hits my chest. 
Mm. And I can actually feel it hitting my heart and my lungs. And it's like, hey, you know, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not just about your ears. Mm-hmm. It, it's other things. So I do think that there's been a change in how music is presented, you know. It's just making me giggle a little bit because you guys are in-laws of someone who plays well, in what's considered a very I, loud yeah. rock band. Yeah, so we're, so we're aware great, of that. Were the Grateful Dead loud? You know, every time I've heard, I mean, I've heard a lot of famous people uh-huh. like Moody Blues, Grateful Dead, um, the guy who burned his guitar on the stage. Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. That guy? You know, all Richie that. Blackmore? But still, it really never so uncomfortable that I would get up and want to leave. So the the guy who burned his guitar on stage, did you see him more than once? Or did you see the Woodstock you performance? Know, I might have seen him more than once, but I think he was at Woodstock. I seem to have he this was. very vivid memory of the guitar being smashed on the stage. Did he smash it at Woodstock? I, I, no, I, I don't, I don't so. know, but I, I might have seen him in another venue. Because Are we talking about Jimi Hendrix, yes. no. everyone? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I think okay. he poured lighter fluid on. I think Fillmore yeah. East. Fillmore East, that was it. Yep, yep, been there. Wow. Yeah. You saw Jimi Hendrix at the Fillmore East. I think East. that's where it might have been. Okay, Grandpa, let's wow. see. Wait, what, uh, the, so the Paradiso in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yes. What did, what did you see there? I seldom went there. Okay. Um, it was... Um, kind of expensive. I, I was. Oh, really? uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to use a starving artist thing, uh, but uh, Yours, it was kind of like that. And um, well, you quite frankly, were. the big names were playing at the Concertgebouw. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, smaller groups um, there. But one thing that happened uh, fairly often is that groups would. Uh, after concluding their concert at the Concertgebouw, would go over to Paradiso as sort of a a treat to the other fans. And uh, I did see Frank Zappa on the Mothers of Invention there, but that's the only one I remember real clearly. How was that show? Um, I... I don't remember it real clearly, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, he, was, he was probably stoned, actually. <laughs> I think it was okay. But, but I also saw them in Minneapolis at the Guthrie, and that was an excellent show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm surprised how many of these things were at the Guthrie. Boy, that, that was us. That was the hip venue yeah. in the Twin Cities, and even the big names all wanted to play there. And to my great advantage, because uh, the Guthrie Theater was connected to the Walker Art Center where I worked, and they allowed people, employees of the Walker, to get free passes to go to events at the Guthrie. So yeah, I could that's nice. see a lot of top names for that's how, no money. That's how your dad and I met at the Walker Arts Center. Oh, I know, Mom. I know. Yep. Well, we should save that for another podcast. We we'll talk about that. Are, but we didn't really talk much about that lake life. We don't oh, know. lake Wait, life. I have oh. one more I have one oh, more question. Because Lou loves all this, you know, well, rock This is interesting. Stuff. It is oh, interesting. I think it's great. Okay, did you? We like it all. Did you ever see a band called The Little? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The litter from Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah, he's thinking. No, no, I don't think I've seen the litter. Are you talking about when you went to the fair? Yeah, well, there was, okay. I saw Tell this, your story. Okay, I saw this. Uh, what was? Uh, what's the name of the the dinner club that? Oh, Mancini's. This, yes, it was the Mancini's stage. Oh, oh Mancini's. Mancini's. Mancini's on West Seventh. Yeah, yeah so the steakhouse. Right. So they have the thing at the state fair where they have a stage, and I walked in with Hendrix, my son. It was right after they'd seen Weird Al. Was it after that? Yes. Yeah. It was, and there was a there was a band playing surf songs. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And they were older people. They were like your age. And it turned out. Ancient. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's okay, Louis. It's but okay. they were like these. And they had this very young guy playing drums. But the, whole, the band was assembled with these, these older gentlemen with long gray hair. And uh, then I was like, what is this? So I looked it up. And they were members of the litter and the trash men. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So now you're back in my era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The trash men. Um, okay. Surf and bird. I, I, I'm for just going to drop this in quickly. Um, there used to be a dance hall out in Excelsior, and that used to be an amusement park. And when I was in high school, Minnetonka, um, we used to go dancing at Danceland, Big Reggie's Danceland. And there were great people coming to play there, like um, the Eberly b- Brothers. Wow. Oh, my God. That would be great. amazing. Oh, they were, oh, I love the Eberly Brothers. They were heavenly, Brothers. heavenly. But the Trashmen and the Avantes, and do you remember any others, Dave? There was a whole group of Twin Cities musicians from that time. Yeah. And and they were they were basically that. cover bands, but they all worked very hard to get original material in too, and some of them did very well. Yeah, uh, when they'd get a hit. Yeah, we actually just got a book from David's brother, because he's sort of the family historian that um, goes over the history of Danceland. And I don't know how many of your podcast people ever hear about this stuff, but honest to God. You really ought to go back and look at the history of Danceland because it's one of the places where um, the Rolling Stones played. Yeah. And I think the Beatles, too, right, Dave? No. No, not Beatles? No, okay. they, were, they were too big no, by the they time. Played they played at here. Metropolitan Stadium. Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the Rolling Stones were out at, at Bands. Bandstand. So that was, like, cool. that was like a really good, I would say it was a big club, right? So it, probably, it was like a no, band, it was a dance hall with a stage, right? Wooden, wooden floor. Right. So, but it was enclosed, but it wasn't, yes, you know, it was like, ex- a, it exactly. wasn't a stadium. It was no. like a, it was a. It was a big old time dance hall that, sounds that great. looked yeah. out on the lake. It had lake been made Minnetonka. for a big band. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, big yeah, band. Polka. Yeah. Polka things. dancing. But, yep. the, but yep. the rock groups took it over. Right. right. The sort of garage band dance bands. Yeah. So the, the kind of, they would yeah. play covers of songs and throw a few originals in. But yeah, that's the kind of, I love that era of oh, music was, so much. Oh, it was fantastic. And, and they have one of the uh, lights that spun around with the mirrors. And then one whole disco wall ball, Mom. was all mirror ball, was yeah. all mirrors mirror that you could ball. see yourself you dancing. You see yourself dancing. Yeah. Oh. That, that was, was fantastic. That was great. I love that. I wish I was there. They should do a movie about so, it. Oh, God. How old were you when you when you were dancing there uh let's see i was uh probably a sophomore and senior in high school oh yeah that's great that's amazing what a fun thing to experience in high school oh god i had first avenue which i'm really grateful for going to the all ages shows there and you had dance land i had dance land and we had 
We had Mr. Lucky's. That was downtown Minneapolis. That's another place. So, so this is, but this is also a time of like big change, right? I mean, this is like yeah. you, you all. This is the early '60s. So yeah. there was all kinds, of, and this was sort of a. Was it radical? Would you say was what was happening in yeah. this sort of teen dance? It was scene? radical. As yeah. a matter of fact, when the Rolling Stones came to play at um, Danceland, I mean, yeah, Danceland. Um, a lot of people boycotted that show because um, they weren't having the trash men, <laughs> you know. And so people were really peeved that they were bringing in somebody from Europe to play. Oh. And, and you know, taking over from the local bands that were really hot in, in the Twin Cities at the time. So Nobody had heard of them yet. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Rolling yeah. Stones, who are they? Whatever. Yeah. That's true, they from what I understand, they came. They came very early to the states, yeah, and did the and played the clubs, and yeah. they they did that early, like you know. Um, whereas the Beatles just were so enormous by the time they got here that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really kind of fun. But I have to say, my favorite thing there was the Everly Brothers. Mm. Honest to God, yeah. I can't tell you what that was like. Did they play with a band, or was it just yep, the two of them? They, they had did. a band. Okay, it was not a big band. Okay. But it was just them and their beautiful mob suits. <laughs> oh, I love that. They were very, they were very stylish I, and puffy shirts. You said oh, with puffy curtains. shirts and oh, beautiful hair. You know the DA. Oh, oh. yeah, it was something else. Uh, What's the DA? A D eight. Oh, duck's ass. Duck's ass. It's like it, it's it, yeah, it's brushed back, so yeah, styled back. and styled in the back, so it flipped up. Oh my god, yep. that's hilarious. <laughs> And actually, um, back in those days, uh, the two confrontational cl- um, gangs were the uh, Baldies, and uh, there was another group. The Greasers. The Greasers and the Baldies. This is pre-hippie, pre-all yeah, that business. It's yeah. because Minnesota was right in the middle. The Greasers were East Coast, um, the kind of Italian look, oh. you know, like... Yeah. With, well, greasy hair, yep. and but slick looking. And uh, the was that ball, like the white T-shirt kind of like no. from literally Greece? Oh, no. Like they were wore suits, and, yeah. oh, black uh, shark skin oh. suits and yeah, things black. like that. Suits, uh, ties, and oh. uh, the Baldies um, <laughs> took, took after the West Coast where the Beach Boys surfer. came from. So that was a surfer look. So it's, it was kind of like the blonde hair look versus the greased hair look. Right. And uh, the blonde-haired look was, uh, you know, no product in your hair at all, just uh, the wind and the surf. <laughs> the surf, yes. the Minneapolis and that, surf. That's, that was the era <laughs> of Madras. life. Yeah. Madras, plaid Madras. J. Crew loves making those shorts to this day. Yep. yep, that's when it came in. The Baldies wore the Madras shirts. Did you see the Beach Boys? Yes, I did see the Beach Boys. Yeah. That was pretty typical for Dan's yeah. Land. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. And I have to date myself a little more because I did watch in black and white TV <laughs> when I grew up in Philadelphia, Bandstand. Mm. You know, I saw the beginning of that. Yeah. Well, it's amazing because your dad, he was an early adopter to technology, right? And yeah. He, uh, Grandpa Tom, my mom's dad, Tom, he, didn't he try to like build a TV? He built a, the first yeah. TV he in built our house. TV. Yeah, he built it before television existed. 
There was nothing to watch. There was nothing to watch. But he had a TV. (laughs) He he was ready. Yeah. We could get test patterns. He knew it was going to be big. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, were, they, were they were just trying it out at that point, and there were things broadcasting, but they would just broadcast like maybe a, a spinning statue like it, or it was, something. It was usually a test pattern yeah. with a big number. But, you, but your father was right on that and actually made yep. his own TV. Yeah, that was the thing. Wow. So I, I got to see the early black and white TV. It's cool. amazing. Yeah. The switch from the radio to the TV, right? Sitting besides the radio to yeah. sitting in front of the TV as a family. What do you Those see, Dad? Squirrel, oh, Lake Life, out there. it's happening. Oh, I know. Those squirrels. Those girls are... Little menage a trois. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. like a threesome the happening. Are... There's literally a threesome happening with squirrels. Are they on top of each other? Mm-hmm. Basically, yes. <laughs> we won't describe the position, Lou. <laughs> you can go see for yourself. Yes. Well... We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> it's getting wild here, you guys. It's the 4th of July. People are blowing shit up on the lake. People are driving their jet skis. We had a thunderstorm. Uh, we had a kind of a... Our tent blew down. A little bit of a half-assed boat parade. I'm just going to say it. And um, our tent flew down. Izzy's eating a big bag of Cheetos or cheese puffs. Absolutely enormous bag of cheese puffs. That Izzy is reaching into. Mm-hmm. There she goes. She's drawing them one has at a time. To, has to go all the way back to Massachusetts. Because we're all American here. Yeah. <laughs> it, gets, it gets back to raw impressions. Yeah, let's get raw, you guys. All right, so last night here at the lake, and then we head out for our third leg of our Barlow Family General Tour featuring Lou Barlow solo. <laughs> That's me. I'm playing my songs with a mic in my face. Which I, you know, um, well, thank you, Grandma Sing Grandpa. Us out. Oh, give me all your raw impressions, your lake, your life, your jet skis, your seven-year-old. Your uh, the, the seven, the awesome of your seven-year-old, and be cool and have great times with your seven-year-old if you have one. To everybody who has a seven-year-old, and my name is Izzy. If you haven't heard of me, I am Lou Barlow's kid. If you didn't know he had a kid, I'm also a doll's kid. She, yes. me, she, and grand grandpa's um granddaughter. Granddaughter. Hmm. Izzy. Great. Thanks, Izzy. Say thank you to Grandma and Grandpa for joining us. Thank you, Grandpa and Grandpa, for joining us. Oh, we love it when you come to see us. Love you. Okay. See you soon. Okay, I accidentally said grandpa and grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye, honey. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.